Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rematch that we all wanted. South Carolina taking on the three-seed LSU. The Tigers will be the home team in Hoover, Alabama tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Eastern first pitch. And like I mentioned, guys, these two teams faced off earlier in the season. They split the series one and one. Of course, you might recall 
A third game was not able to be played because for some reason in the SEC, there's a rule that you only have three days to play three games. So, of course, because of weather, you might recall game two was moved up, I believe, noon on Friday. That was a game in which Kate Austin actually came into. Things did not go to Yardcox way late in that game. Gavin Dugas hits the big home run, and LSU takes game two after a emphatic game one win. You might recall rain played a factor in that one as well when both Will Sanders and Paul Skeens were forced out of that ball game early. Ethan Petrie, of course, goes off in that one. And that was really the first night, guys, where you felt like, okay, South Carolina, they look like and probably should be the number one team in the country. And, of course, not getting that game three, right? You split that series, a lot of talk, a lot of smack back and forth between Gamecocks and LSU fans in both of these teams will get their opportunity to make a statement tomorrow morning. The head coach, of course, of LSU guys, Jay Johnson, he led the Tigers this year to a 42-13, and 19-10 SEC record. I mean, I, you know, they had a great year, but was it a bit of a surprise that, I mean, LSU was this team being heralded in the preseason, number one all everything, that nobody's going to beat them. They added Tommy Tanks. They added Paul Skeens. Who is going to take down LSU and they don't even win their division? Arkansas, the SEC West champion, both Arkansas and Florida, your co-SEC champions. It just goes to show how in college baseball and the SEC, certainly, there are so many good teams, and you never know what's going to happen. But certainly, I would not say LSU, you know, had a bad season by any stretch. 42-13, and 19-10 SEC play. They are the three seed in the SEC tournament. Who will they start on the bump? Again, guys, we just mentioned it. My good friend AYS Sports reached out to him over the break and said, hey, who do you think? Any clue who you think will start for the Tigers? He said he wouldn't surprise him if it's Thatcher Hurd or Blake Money. So really what matters is if the Gamecocks are not going to see Paul Skeens. For all of you who are wondering, South Carolina will not see Paul Skeens tomorrow, which I did not expect that. Uh, but we do not know. It is TBD. Jay Johnson has not made an announcement on who LSU will start in this ballgame. Uh, I'm sure that's something we'll find out later today. When you look at the offensive side, of course, LSU guys led the SEC in hitting a 310 overall team average, and they are fantastic, man. The individual stars in this ball club, they are all over the place when you look at players to watch for. Of course, you got to start with Dylan Cruz back-to-back SEC player of the year. I mean, that is absolutely insane. He hit 423 for the Tigers this year, 14 home runs, and 57 RBI. You then got to go to Tommy White, Tommy Tanks, ho-hum type of season, right? 389, 20 bombs, 89, 89 RBI. That number just jumps off the page. And then finally, Jared Jones, who hit 307, 14 home runs, and 45 RBI guys. Of course, I didn't even mention Gavin Dugas has been fantastic as well. They are great one through nine. Again, hitting 310 as a team this season. And I think we all know what they're capable of because we saw it firsthand in that game two, especially at Founders Park. For South Carolina, who's starting? Again, Mark Kingston said, hey, flip a coin. I mean, when I think about guys' realistic options for the Yardcocks tomorrow, and that's what we'll start in regards to our top storylines, what to watch for in this ballgame. Simply put, I mean, who gets to start? Who do they roll with? What's the pitching strategy, if you will, right? What's the strategy on the bump? We talked about in a single elimination game, right, what your strategy would be. And obviously the strategy was get the most out of James Hicks. He gave you a fantastic performance. He made it, when a guy's pitching like that, he makes it really easy on you, right? There ain't a lot of moves you got to make when a guy like James Hicks is pitching the way he did. 
But who do you go with? I mean, do you turn to a guy like Sam Simpson who started in a midweek? Do you go to a, with a Dylan Eskew? Do you start a Nick Proctor and try to get three, four innings out of him and then go from there, Johnny Holstaff? Do you do you dare do you dare bump Eli Jones up a day, right? Do you – I mean, who do you go with here? Is Will Sanders healthy enough to go? I know that he's not. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a great question. Who does South Carolina throw out there? Who gets the start? Again, I, I got to think it's going to be – is this a Brett Thomas? I, I mean, I, I'm throwing out names that have not seen a ton of action this year, but, guys, we know pitching depth. And I tell you this, and I know that, that there's nothing we can do about it, but it's – man, this is a moment where you'd love to have Eli Jerzenbeck. I mean, you just would love to have a guy like Eli Jerzenbeck to roll out there if Noah Hall was healthy, that pitching depth that you did have at one point. But, again, it'll be interesting to see. They've got quality options. I think you've got quality arms that are ready to go – I mean, God, does a Chris Veach, is he ready to go? Could you, for some, could you, for whatever reason, start Chris Veach? Could that happen? You never know, man. Got to get creative in postseason play. Uh, the big storyline, guys, that I was to watch for are the Gamecocks. I, I jokingly tweeted, by the way, are we back? You know, I, I jokingly tweeted. I, that's my favorite part, by the way. It's a total side note. One of my favorite parts on Twitter is the fact that people just flat out cannot sense sarcasm. Like, at all, right? People cannot sense sarcasm. Any sort of sarcasm, and so it just leads to pure and utter chaos. But the Gamecocks get the big dub for Georgia. And I know, Georgia's Georgia. But just having something to feel good about, your first win in Hoover since 2018, your first ever shutout in Hoover. Could we now see this team? We've all been sort of waiting on, like, that big performance. Because even over the last two weekends, when the Gamecocks beat Arkansas and then beat Tennessee, I mean, those were nice wins. But, I mean, when they're sandwiched by losses and the way you won, too, it's not like you went out there and just dominated, right? Like, you know, you leaned on Jack Mahoney and his pitching prowess and all that, but they weren't these dominating wins. That game today, that win today was one of those dominating performances, right? It was one of those dominating type of games where you feel like, you know what, maybe that's one that can get the mojo going. Maybe that's one where, you know, you can start to feel like yourself again and play with that confidence and play with that swagger and play with that moxie that you had earlier in the season. I mean, again, it, it's not even about like, you know, oh, if we don't score double-digit runs or we don't hit this many home runs. Just looking the part. South Carolina hasn't looked the part over the last few weeks, right? Today, they look the part. So could that be the breaking point? Could, could that be the thing that needed to happen to get South Carolina off the schneid Get them feeling good again, because like we mentioned, guys, momentum's a fickle mistress, right? But momentum's a real thing in the game of baseball. It's all a mental game, especially when you're talking about a bunch of 18 to 22-year-old kids. And so maybe... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, something good happens. You have success. You build confidence. Then you have more success. Then you get more confident. And it is a snowball effect. And of course, as we've talked before, it works both ways. So maybe South Carolina is able to find something out of that 9 nothing win against Georgia and carry that into the game against LSU? Or or was Georgia just a one-off? I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how this team looks. Whether you win or lose, how this team looks in this ball game uh, tomorrow. Guys, I just mentioned it, the strategy, though. Entering double elimination play. What is the strategy? I, I'm, I'm so fascinated to see who the Gamecocks start, how long they keep them in, Again, do you bump a guy like Eli Jones up? I mean, do you dare do that? I mean, on one hand, on one hand, he's pitching on short rest. On the other hand, you could argue, hey, if that's the last time he pitches before before the regionals for it, before postseason play really kicks in, he's going to get extra rest for that. So they're not going to put pitchers in a position where they're going to hurt him, obviously. I don't think Eli Jones will be the guy. But, um, you know, what is the strategy? And offensively as well, man, I mean, you feel like South going to LSU – they're going to score. We've got to score. You know, are there any tinkering with the lineup, what have you, whatever it is, really intrigued to see how Kingston and company attack this in tomorrow's game. Um, guys, something else I'm looking forward to. I mean, the bottom of the lineup, like we mentioned, they were incredible today with Will Tippett, Dylan Brewer, and Evan Stone. Can they continue to carry the load? Do we get more? Do you see more out of the top of the lineup? Again, I think we all feel confident, guys like Cole Messina, Gavin Cassis, you know, Talmadge LeCroy, Braylon Wimmer, Michael Braswell, those guys, Ethan Petrie, that you depend on at the top of the lineup, you feel confident they'll get it going. But I tell you what, if you can get just even 50% of the production you got from the bottom, I mean, Mark Kingston has said it before, guys. He said it before. Hey, they're out there for the defense. Any offense they give us is a plus. How about six hits and five runs worth of offense? Absolutely huge, and, you know, I know that Mark Kingston had talked a lot, and I, I've talked about it before, before, too, that I like Will Tippett a lot. I like his game a lot, and Kingston's mentioned that, hey, over the last couple of weeks, we're really liking what Tippett's doing, and, you know, I think he's primed for a great career at South Carolina, and I think today you saw sort of a glimpse of that. So, man, if you can keep that bottom of the lineup, and, hey, hitting is contagious, so maybe it had to start with some unlikely heroes, and that can spread to the rest of your lineup. Also, guys, I don't even have this in my notes, but this comes to mind. I think a big storyline in this game is the LSU bullpen. I mean, they've been atrocious this year. They've been terrible. If you've watched any LSU baseball, I mean, their starting rotation, very good. Their offense is incredible. Their bullpen, though, that's the weakness of the LSU baseball team. Like, you look at that series, the last one they just had against Mississippi State. I mean, their bullpen is just a wreck. And so, South Carolina, I think you have to keep the mentality even if you fall down early, like you're not out of it. You're not out of it because that bullpen is susceptible to giving up two, three runs, a crooked number, what have you. You are always in the ballgame. So LSU's bullpen, their pitching strategy, who they go with, you know, they've had extra rest, of course, because they didn't play today. They got the vibe. That's going to be really interesting because that LSU pin, like I said, they have been a train wreck throughout this year. Guys, finally, what I'm looking forward to, I mentioned at the top of the show, but Man, this is the rematch we all wanted. You know, this is the one where after that third game got canceled, and it was such a shame, and I, I remember vividly that day when Carolina lost game two, and 
Game three got canceled. You got LSU fans saying, oh, y'all didn't want to play us. Y'all were scared. We're going to take the series. Like, it's whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And it was such a shame. Like, me as a college baseball fan, as a Gamecock fan, I'm sitting there like, it's just such a shame that we get robbed of seeing these two teams go at it, two of the best teams in college baseball. Now we get that game. Now you get that game here on a huge stage in Hoover, you know, because of rain today, by the way, I didn't even mention this. Will it start at 1030? I have no idea. I'm not looking at the weather right now in Hoover, but uh, we shall see. Rain delays and Hoover go together like I don't even know what, man. It's, it's just commonplace. Death taxes and rain delays in Hoover. It happens. But either way, this is the rematch that we were all hoping for. Carolina LSU, two programs with tons of tradition, two, dare I say, really, really good ball clubs this year. Um, these two teams have gone on sort of different trajectories since they played each other early in the season. But, you know, still, South Carolina sitting there now with 17 SEC wins, LSU with 19 to the right there, neck and neck. And, you know, you think, too, just what's on the line, right? Carolina chasing a an SEC tournament title, LSU doing the same. Gamecocks, though, you know, LSU's already got, I think, top eight national seed locked up. They lose two. It doesn't really matter. They're top eight national seed. Gamecocks are fighting just to host a regional and like I mentioned, you split with them earlier in the year. I think both these sides are going to be really, really motivated to prove, no, we were the better team. No, no, we were the better team. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, man. And while it may not be your game three starters or, or what, you know, from the weekend series, if you will, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. There's some extra juice in this one. Um, and I'll say this too, LSU, and I think Blake Rafino, if he hears this, will get a kick out of it. I think LSU's a team that it's very easy to hate them. <laughs> because of the cast of characters they have on their ball club, it's very, very easy to hate LSU. I almost look at I look at the 2023 LSU Tigers like you look at the New York Yankees. Like they went out and bought their roster. They got Tommy Tanks. They got Paul Skeens. Right? They put it together like the Yankees. They're that team that is very, very easy to hate. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see if South Carolina, um, you know, can do something crazy, pull that upset, and say, "Hey, we were the better team this year. We didn't get that game three. At Founders Park, we should have had. We should have won that series. We're going to prove that in this ball game, uh, guys. This is going to be my key player for tomorrow's game. Key player for tomorrow's game against LSU. And this one, guys, is sort of low-hanging fruit. It, it is. But when I look at South Carolina beginning double elimination, when I look at the Gamecocks beginning now this stretch, facing one of the best teams in college baseball, you turn to your leaders. You turn to guys that have been there for you all year long. Cole Messina, for me, not just, by the way, not just, by the way, what he does swinging the stick, but I think what he does behind the plate catching these pitchers, I think it's very underrated, guys, because we saw it. When Cole Messina was playing third, his pitching staff did not look the same. So what Cole Messina, the value he gives you behind the plate, the value he gives you swinging the stick, I think getting Cole going right in the middle of the lineup is huge, obviously, by the way. Congratulations to he and Ethan Petrie for making the All-SEC team, but getting Cole Messina going in the middle of that lineup because that was great to see today, right, with Will Tippett, Evan Stone, and Dylan Brewer, but you're probably, you know, dare I say, you're probably not going to get that same production from them each and every single day. You got to get your big sticks going, and a guy like Cole Messina, I think, can get it rocking and rolling, and hey, hitting's contagious, man. I think it could spread to the rest of that lineup, which brings me into my prediction. <laughs> you know, we always reach a point we always reach a point in every season, no matter the sport, we reach a point where right, wrong, or indifferent, 
people feel as if like whatever I pick, the opposite happens. Like every single season, which isn't always the case. I'm not here to defend my predictions, but hey, I am the same guy that <clears throat> picked Carolina to beat Clemson in football. I am the same guy that picked uh, a couple of series correct over the last couple of weeks. So I'm not always wrong. Hey, sometimes I'm wrong, but I'm not always wrong. Right? You, make, you make predictions all the time for every single game. Guess what? You're going to be wrong. You're going to miss some here and there. So yes, I picked South Carolina to lose to Georgia in the SEC tournament today. Now, did I think the Gamecocks had a better team than Georgia? Yes. Did I think the Gamecocks could beat Georgia? Absolutely yes. Did I hope they'd beat Georgia? Absolutely yes. And I almost made that pick like more out of principle than anything, right? Almost made that pick more out of principle in the sense of like, show us, right? I'm done giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm done believing in something that I haven't seen over the last four weeks. Show me. And the Gamecocks did. Now here comes LSU, the big bad Bayou Bengals, the three seed in the SEC tournament. More morning baseball for the Gamecocks is what they're rewarded with for taking down Georgia. So much on the line for Carolina, as we mentioned earlier, when you think to yourself, hosting a regional, I I mean, it would be huge for Carolina to get back to that point because we all know, right, we've talked about the statistics and I don't have them pulled up, but Your odds of advancing going to Omaha, they are significantly improved when you are hosting a regional versus going on the road. Getting postseason baseball back to Founders Park, that is a very, very big deal. Who starts? We have no idea, but I'm going to pick the game anyways. We have no clue who's starting for either side as of 2.16 p.m. Eastern here on this Tuesday afternoon. South Carolina, have they found some momentum? Are the Gamecocks back? Maybe. Maybe not. While LSU did not win the SEC West this year, they didn't win the SEC. Did they fall short of expectations? Eh. I think it's always been the postseason for them is what matters. They win the national. If they do or don't win the national championship, that's what their fans care about. I think you're going to see this Gamecocks baseball team play much better. I, like I, I think it's going to be, I think this team will go into tomorrow very confident, expecting to win, re-energized, because, hey, it's it's not do or die. It's not win or go home. You can play maybe a little bit more loose. The intensity and the energy is still there, but it's not like, oh, my God, if we lose, we're done, right? I think that will help this team relax. I think that will help this team play, again, a little bit more loose, a little more confident, and have some fun out there. But LSU's LSU, and they are elite. I know this was a great series earlier in the season. Would South Carolina had taken game three? Would LSU have taken it? The Tigers had all the momentum. And I don't know who LSU's starting. We don't know who the Gamecocks start. A couple of weeks ago, if, if Eli Jerzenbeck's healthy, if you were a little bit healthier on the mound, I would think you had a better, this was a better matchup. But I think an LSU lineup, and they did a real, by the way, they did a really good job with Dylan Cruz last time. Let's, let's, let's bring that to the forefront as well. This is a pitching staff that did a really good job handling Dylan Cruz and the threat that he is. Again, 423, 14 bombs, 57 rubies, back-to-back years. The player of the year in the SEC. That is just crazy. But this pitching staff did a great job attacking him. I'm sure the game plan will be the same. 
I think LSU is going to have too much, though. I believe more in LSU right now than I do South Carolina, even after beating Georgia. Beating Georgia was great. Don't get me wrong. Beating Georgia was great. But LSU was a different beast for that reason. Lock me in. Give me LSU 9, South Carolina 5. And before you say anything, guys, listen here. I will doubt this baseball team all the way to the SEC championship if I freaking have to. I will do that. I have no problem with that. But for now, I'm going Bayou Bengals 9, South Carolina 5. I think they've got more. They've also got an extra day of rest for their pitching staff. I think offensively, I think this will be more of an offensive game, but I think LSU's just got more in the tank. I think they've got more in the lineup. It feels like if there's a time for Ethan Petrie to really get going and pick things up, man, this is the game you need him to get going. This is the game you need Braylon Wimmer. You need Cole Messina. Like I mentioned, what Will Tippett, Evan Stone, and Dylan Brewer did today, that was great. But you know as well as I do, you're not going to get that on a day-in, day-out basis. Like, you're not. You need your big sticks. You need your big studs. Gavin Cassis is another. You need these guys to show up in a game like this. If they do, you have a great chance. Right now, I trust LSU more than South Carolina. Again, for that reason, lock me in. Bayou Bengals 9, Gamecocks 5.